0: Oh, ho, 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 cheeky monkeys. Get on with it.
1: Toppy, toppy, toppy. It's That's magnificent.
2: Hello, John. Up and down. Where's our
0: Hello dear viewer and listener and welcome to Birdcat Mundland. We are an Arsenal podcast but some would just consider us noise. With me tonight is the man, the myth, the legend it's only Jeff Arsenal. All right, Jeff. Daniel how are you sir? I'm fat and I've got a face like a scrotum. You?
2: You haven't changed. Yeah well I'm not so fat anymore but uh, yeah um, I've done a better face. uh, We've had a few
0: inquiries wondering where you had gone and, and had we sold you. You haven't been released on a free or anything have you?
2: No, certainly not. So I'll be here till the end. That's for sure. And, uh, I didn't uh, a free transfer would only suit me at the moment.
0: <laughs> I think this December is going to be your seventh year anniversary of podcasting. I think it was December. Mine's November. Seven years, yeah. Seven years of waffle and nonsense. I'll be getting a gold watch soon, won't I? Well, I can uh, sort you one out from eBay. I've got a job lot for a fiver.
2: I reckon I could. I could be Arsenal's number nine at the moment.
0: Oh, you wouldn't you would be going too far wrong. As long as you'd be careful who you're friends with, because you know could, the club won't approve of that.
2: <laughs> I could also be number five and number one.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. And talking of number one, it's, it's only Mr. Fife, the man with the numbers and a, a very dodgy looking moustache that even though it's a photo, it's creeping me out because the eyes are moving and following me around the room. All right, Mr. Mm-hmm.
1: very—you uh, You know, actually, that is just me looking into the camera. And I've you just never- been still for the last five minutes. I'm not actually on. It's not actually a photo.
0: You haven't been for minutes nearly minutes. an hour.
1: <laughs> it's all that, all that wild coffee and nights out. Of Yeah. How are how you doing, Daniel? Are you well?
0: Oh, I am. I'm very happy to have you and Jeff. This was a this was a request from our very own um, our Welsh gobby chap to get you two on a pod with him. I was going to let all three of you get on with it. But I thought, no, I need to be here to separate you because you'll be fighting
1: like cats halfway through the show. Yeah, I think you're gonna know, have to moderate Davies tonight. I can just see the mischief in his eyes. Look at him. Oh, he's not a happy chappy. Talking of the
0: Welsh wonder, it's not my brother, and he's not from another mother. It's it's only Jason Davies. Say hello, John. Shomai sure, boy. How <laughs> oh, dare you, sir? Now, what? <laughs> what did you say? Are you well? All oh, right, I thought you were saying something else in the language I don't understand. I am I am very well. I, I am enthralled you lot with what I had for my dinner while we were a little bit late. I had a tin of mushroom soup with a tin of tuna mixed in with it, microwaved. Nom nom nom, people. That's the future. Slop. <laughs> or as Fifey called it, Northern Risotto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you in a good mood? That's what the listeners need to know,
3: Jace. Uh, hey, I'm I'm pawning with you, Fife and G. Okay, yeah. it doesn't get any better than this. This is like the high life. And when you start doing your tappy tappy,
0: banging the desk, hands are going on heads. I'm only going to tell you once. I, I, I love I, 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 was, I love being the one that can tell you to shut up and mute you, and you only speak when spoken to, boy. I say a word. I might rail regret get this next time I'm on the live show, people. <laughs> Right then, Mr. Fifey, tell us about your thoughts of the recent, maybe Victoria, and definitely the Leicester games, and where you see Arsenal at the moment. We are doing this without a script, people. Not that we have a script, but we are running order. Is let's all just have a chat.
1: No, I think we're we're going backwards, we're going sideways, we're negative, we're insipid. You, you know, I don't know what Emery's bringing to the table right now. I think if you look at not just the last two games, but over the course of the last six, seven months. He's just changing their formation every single game. Now, I've said a couple of times, I get it, right? You need to change your, change the person now and change the lineup. keep players fresh, keep players motivated, keep players on their toes. But I don't get why on earth Arsenal are changing their formation every single game. I don't think that the team has any fluidity in our attack. We seem to be playing defensive football with players that can't defend. And and we're not creating any kind of unity or or any coherent form of play because... The players simply don't know how to play with one another. You know, we've got Meza, Ozil back into the squad and fine, give him a chance. But he's been out for so long; he's not linking up with the front two. We saw on the weekend at one point, a Bormiang was playing right wing back and Lacazette was playing left wing back at a time that we were trying to win the ball back. And then who 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 who's the front man to then hold that ball up? Well, You know, we're, there's just no there's no systematic or, or or tactical thought that seems to go into our play. The players, you know, we can have all of the top world class players in the world, but they still need to be told what to do they still need to be given direction they still need an, an expression and thought from the coach on on what's expected and on, on what needs to be delivered and clearly i think you just can't communicate with the players and and you know and just confused we're still it's laughable that you know you look in the first 10 minutes against leicester and and we're still making these mistakes where we're trying to play it out from the back and i get why we want to play it out from the back it it's a, a sophisticated European style of play, a slow build-up that, 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 can, that can lead to superior attacks. But we've not improved on it in over a year now. And you, and you saw in the first 10 minutes, Leno needlessly playing it across the back to Chambers. Chambers, you know, with his head down, just smashes the ball out wide to and who can't control it, who then missed, gives the ball away. And Torreira gives away a free kick on on the edge of the area. We, we were caught several times. Leicester's first, first goal, Tealmans just leaves four or five players behind him. You know, before then, getting the the assist into Vardy. Where's Chambers? Where's Chambers and Vardy? Again, had a poor game. of thought Gendouzi again was very sloppy. You know, he he he's not. He's he's been He was left dead by Nandidi several times. The strikers aren't linking up. It's just awful right now. Um, you know, by, by every measure of the game, we haven't progressed this season whatsoever. Um, you know, you, you look at it. We didn't have a single shot either on or off target after the fifty third minute. You know, we're just completely bereft of ideas. We're we're, we're lacking in confidence, and, and and we're lacking any kind of style and, and play or rhythm. It's just dog shit. I think you made a very good point there
0: about Lacazette and Obama Young. Um, it, imagine if you try and transpose um, the Arsenal side of the, of the Invincibles onto how we are playing now. That'd be a little bit like seeing Lumberg and Perez playing fullback and Patrick Vieira playing up front. You, that that never happened. Stuff like that should never ever happen, should it?
1: No, you're right. It shouldn't. We, we were just, abs- you know, go, going forward, we offered very little. Um, you know, I guess the first half we were slightly better. Aubameyang uh, could have done better. Lacazette missed a bit of a sitter. I guess second half of Aubameyang, slightly unlucky that he's offside. But, you know, we're creating such little play. I think it was match of the day pulled out this one um, still of Kolasinac. And he's got Ozil running through two defenders in the middle and clearly the attacking in, in you know in, in intensive ball would be to play it free to him and instead Kolasinac just stops and brings the brings it back to to one of the defenders i think it was um it was holding and why are we going backwards in this situation you know the the, the players don't seem to have any you know, coherent link-up in, in their attacking play. And I think it comes down to two things. I, th- I think we're tactically imbalanced a lot of the time. You know, whilst they seem to have scored a few goals together, uh, I, I struggle to see any genuine real quality link-up between Aubameyang and Lacazette. They seem to want to take, you know, you know each other's style and position in, in, in play. And, and actually, we've created several headaches where at times we've played Aubameyang left wing, we've played him right wing it's just not linking. And, and, and the other reason for it is because we're just changing the tactics and the formation far too often and and players aren't able to link up. They don't know, you know, there's there's no, you know, in, I guess in those peak years of, of the Invincibles, there was so much rhythm and movement. And and actually, the, the I think there was a stat at one of the AST meetings and it wasn't from someone in the AST, it was one of the credible journalists who comes and it actually showed that the teams who win the league are often the ones that use the fewest number of players and, and rotate the least number of times. Now, Arsenal, you know, look at us this season. We we don't seem to have... You, you cannot say from one week to the next. You, you know, you can't tell me what the tactics are going to be in the next game, let alone the, the team. It's just... And, and so, how we start? How are we going to build any style of football? It was it was awful. And, and and even if we haven't got a good attacking style of play, fine, build on a solid unit of defence like we used to perhaps in some of George Graham's latter years. But even then, we don't have that. You know, you saw Nindidi; he just completely ruined Genduzi. He completely ruined Terreira. You know, the back three. That I think that's the first time the three of them have started together this season, and they were shocking. You know, Chambers was was caught out several times. I, I think Louise's distribution just completely left us in a mess. He made so many mistakes. It was just it was just terrible to see. You know, Leicester had 19 shots to our eight. They had seven on target to hour one. Um, you know, if you said this three or four years, you well, I guess Leicester won the league. But it's ridiculous as an uh, you know for Arsenal to be getting just easily pushed aside and, and, it, and it's not even as if this result was a surprise and that and that's how far we've dropped you know if it, if it was you know if it was any regular you know barometer of Arsenal over the over year the last two decade, to you know two decades or so this would be an outlier you know there's no way Arsenal would you know you wouldn't expect them to go to Leicester and lose to no and now it's we're just pushovers team know team know teams know how to hit us um, and unfortunately we're just you know we we're, we're a shambles we're i think we're eight points off of the champions league spots now we're only we're only three points above everton in 15th we're only 10 points off of norwich at the bottom and yet we're 17 points off of liverpool in the top after 12 games liverpool have doubled the number of points that we have so you know it's it's not even re- unrealistic you know you lose a couple of games and we could be bottom half and and that's genuinely where we are now it's and and and, the, and there's no real signs that things are going to get better. You look at all of the off the field shambles that's happening right now. That's only going to add to the bonfire. Um, it's it really is one massive shit show. <laughs> well, put. Um, Jeff, finally mm.
0: brought up some some important things. There are a stat that I um, I've made a tweet about a while ago. We had one shot on target via Leicester. One v Victoria, four v Wolves, seven v Liverpool, which we scored five, six yeah. v Palace, five v Victoria, three v Sheffield United, and two v Bournemouth. How do you see the um that is affecting the way that the fans are seeing the games? Because in the, in the old George Graham days, we only needed one. I mean, we're looking back at the past again, but I think it's good for reference. We only need one shot on target. We'd win yeah. one nil. Now we need to have, I mean, we had seven shots on target against Liverpool, scored five goals and still couldn't win. And your thoughts on, on the Leicester game, if you can.
2: Well, my, my, my main problem is, uh, especially when, when we was looking for a new manager and obviously I didn't want Arsene Wenger to go for the, for the obvious reasons that we've all spoke about in the past. Um, the style of play, I was always worried about our style of play, would it change or is it would it carry on with the next manager um, with regards to when Emery came in at a great start football weren't too bad but we was all expecting um, a good defence and that just simply hasn't happened, and over the course of the time he's been there, I don't know how long he's been there—18 months. I mean, he should know his best team. He's got—he's got. A, he's got a, I think he's got a decent squad of players there, if he can get them playing. But he don't know his best team. He don't know his best formation. He don't even know his best captain. And he, he, what we hear, he doesn't even imp- express himself enough for the players to carry out his instructions. So we're—we're we're struggling really. Uh, and it's come to a point where it, the, the pressure every single game is being put on him more and more. Um, the stats, I, I'm not, you know, I watch the game of football. I don't, I don't really, I try to just watch the game of football and not to worry too much about the stats, but them stats that you were speaking about their there, Fifi, what what worries me is we are conceding too many shots on goal. Now, for a team that, that was completely done. I mean, Wenger used to go out and used to want to outscore teams. And at least we'd we'd, we'd know from from the start of the match that's what he was going to try to do. Uh, And at least we'd have some uh, good offensive football. All right, people got a little bit sick of the tippy-tappy. But fuck me, we're missing it now, mate, aren't we? Because, you know, we're, we're, we're really struggling. We we seem to struggle to put four or five passes together. We're building out from the back when we've got paid players that are really not they're not capable of doing it. It's okay Pep doing it. He's got, you know, some of the best players in the world. Uh, and Liverpool doing it, uh, they've got some of the best players in the world. And, and the way they've, they've, they've gelled all together, they all know as a team what they're doing man for man. Arsenal don't. Uh, you know, and they're all shit scared. All the players are uh, playing at the back. Uh, they're really not comfortable playing that way. Um, and w- w- it's just like a, a thing that they're, they're trying to just keep up with the Joneses, so to speak. Try and be like Man City. Try and be like Les- uh, um like uh, Liverpool, uh, and in fact, they just can't do that. And we are we've got teams now that we're struggling against. We used to roll over every single week. We had it last season when we played Palace, we played uh, what was in three games on the Trot Brighton, uh, and uh, one of the others, Watford. When we lost drop points that cost us a Champions League place, and we're doing it again this season. We used to worry about not. Uh, going away and getting three points or nicking points at the likes of Chelsea, City, Man United, etc. Now we're struggling to take points off of the the smaller what well, we call we we I say smaller teams, but we're down there now in that we're in that category. When, when we're between seventh and eleventh, you know that's the way we're playing at the moment. Our form is not good. Uh, I, I can't see the identity of the team anymore. Uh, from what we used to be, and this was the problem. What I would always, always have backed Wenger because, uh, listen, at the end of it, of course, it was a little bit stale, and he had to go. But you know, he, he had so much experience. You, it's going to be very, very difficult to follow him. And when you rip everything out of it, rip everything out, what uh, the quality of play that he used to play. Uh, at least we was, we was trying to score quality goals and you look at that team that's playing now, I think we're struggling there's only, you know you, you see little bits of it, you don't see like, you know, that that the offensive play that we used to get on with before and, I mean, Leicester uh, I was watching the game I was like, I would, I'd rather have watched it from behind the sofa because we were just waiting, we was waiting to concede a goal, uh, you know we were just struggling all the way through the game we should be going to Leicester and, and and digging in, um, and, and and you know they're they're quite they're quite they're they're quite, uh, loud in Leicester, uh, and but, you know you've got to try and go up there and quiet them down, pass the ball out, keep the ball, and, and eventually get into the game and try and nick a goal and go on from there. We were struggling all the way through the game, and it was it was, it was just waiting to happen. Um, Fife, you want you you got a start you wanted to come in with?
1: Yeah, it was only because, yeah, the one, I guess, one of the few stats I didn't say. And one of Jeff's points he made that, you know, we're conceding too many shots. You're right, Jeff. We've conceded 197 shots already in 12 games this season. So that's an average of 16 and a half shots per game that we're conceding. We're third in the highest number of shots conceded in the league, only slightly behind the mighty Aston Villa and Norwich. You know, it's disgraceful. We can't, we can't attack and we can't defend. Reynolds made
3: more saves
0: than any other Premier League keepers this year. 45. Um, is it blocks or saves? Saves, I think. Um, I, I, I remember. I heard it on our last blog earlier and I thought, well, that's amazing. He well, that's shouldn't be putting under that much pressure, should he?
2: Well, that's because you're inviting the pressure. When you're playing out of the back like that, you're inviting teams. To, I mean, and they all watch the game. They, they, they go through these games with a fine tooth comb and they see we're not good at the back. They see the players are not comfortable and they're just saying, we'll press them and eventually they'll give you a chance. You know, Arsenal go one new up, they go two new up as we've done in, in previous games recently, and they still never have enough for Arsenal, you know, because we, we'll we always give you a chance or uh, a shot on goal. But the, the problem is, G, I
3: mean, you know, enough, I was thinking about the start of this game earlier on, and it, it reminded me of last season's home game against um, Tottenham, OK? When the second half, he switched to Pushing, Bakazet and Aubameyang out wide, having Ramsey coming up through the middle with the, with the, his engine and ability to get up and down causing havoc. now he's gone for that on Saturday, okay with Gwennduzzi and Torrera who let's be honest, talk of vastly overrated. it's beyond belief, okay Gwennduuzi is not smooth with getting the ball out. he's not comfortable um, taking it in tight situations. All too often, we'll stand by a marker. And, you know, he hid on Saturday on numerous occasions. Torreira is not great with the ball at feet. Okay, we actually missed Granit Xhaka on on Saturday. Okay, so you haven't got two good quality ball-playing midfielders who haven't got good movement. So playing out from the back is tough. And then you've got a 10 whose better movement is on horizontal instead of up and down the park. So he's gone to try to replicate something from last season with players who don't have the skill set to do that. And, you know, we've come a cropper. You know, Holding is struggling to come back from injury. You've got a totally new back three. You've gone for Kalasinac on the left, who... Look, I like Kalasinac, but he ain't the greatest, is he? You know, he just doesn't seem to have a clue about what he's doing. He's confusing himself. He's confusing the team and what we're putting out on the pitch. You know, I've watched every game by two this season for the radio show and stuff like that. And he sucked the life out of us. There's no confidence with the players in him. He lost the dressing room last season, to be honest with you. And he's constantly looking for excuses. And you saw this last season with him, with, after, the, um, after the end of the season, he spoke about the Ramsey injury and he said, oh, I'm a, yeah, Ramsey demanded to play against Watford. Well, you had no problem dropping him three months ago. So how, why now are you listening to demands? The guy is constantly looking for excuses. He's out of his depth. And let's be honest, boys, we can all see it. So as far as Raul and Edu and, and Co are concerned, okay, they're a joke at the moment because you know they were all uh, taking the limelight like, with the transfer window in the summer and everybody's excited about etc. Et you know now it's it, that that's feed them through um, uh, on Onstein and the press. It's it, it, it's what's happening at the moment is
2: an act of disgrace. So so what do you do though, boys? Do you do you, do you Jason, what would you do? Would you would you dump him there and and um I, 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 his ass wouldn't hit the door.
3: <laughs> He'd be, be so quickly out that club, okay? He, I, I'm, I'm sorry, okay? I, I I don't want a witch hunt against Unai Emory. i I've never wanted that. I didn't like it when it's happening to Arsene Benga. I didn't like it when it's happening to uh, M- Mustafi. didn't like it when it's happening to Xhaka. But for, for the love of God, okay, don't tell me that Unai Emory is happy in the position he's in at the moment. He's getting well remunerated for the job he's doing. He'll be alright. You know, you'll find the job job will suit him, but you've got to get rid of him and get rid of him now.
0: So I mean, very interesting point. So that's everyone's opening gambit. So the rest of the show is just going to be a slobber knocker, knocker free for all. Um the thought, the thing I was seeing that amazed me during the game, which I thought was a good idea when I first saw it, young left, Lacazette on the right,
3: and uh, and then Erzul playing in the middle. And I thought, well, so,
0: that's fine. So,
3: so, he did that against Spurs last season, okay? And you had Rambo coming up the middle at home. Yeah. Okay? And that's what created all the How confusion. Rambo on as a sub? Yeah. a yeah,
1: half-time, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's
3: what created all the confusion. But you haven't got anybody with the engine to get back up and down, and you haven't got the midfield with the technical ability to feed the ball forward. Or the trying. movement to receive the ball. Let's be he's honest we.
1: We played our best last season when Ramsey was playing, right? That's a huge loss for us. We haven't, as Jason says, we haven't got anyone now with that engine. But he was, uh, you know, I, I know a few of us have had our disagreements with Ramsey over the years, but he was the the one true modern central midfielder we had. He had that capability to create, but he was also combative. You know, he was the Gerrard, the KDB. He had everything in his game, and and and, and our midfield has completely dropped off since he since he's fallen out or since he's moved on. Um, and, and that, for me, is, is depressing. You know, and what's more depressing about the situation is, you know, we, we got absolutely battered for 90 minutes by Leicester in my book. And, you know, you, you go back to that 2015 summer and that 2015-16 season. You know, Leicester went and won, won the league that season. And since then, they've had to completely rebuild a whole new team. And look at them now. They've got probably an even better side that plays even better football than what they did three years ago when they won the league. And, and where have we gone from? You know, we 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 fell away that season. That was a one-horse race that we dropped out of. And We beat the way. Yeah, and, <laughs> and we still you, lost know, it. you know, but, but then we should have won the league that season. That was probably for me when it when it was clear that Wenger needed to leave after that that horrendous summer in 2015. But you know, since since that point, you know, we've we've only gone backwards. You know, I think we read out some pretty horrendous stats earlier. So if a team like Norwich can can you know win the league. Uh, make some key sales and then go in galvanize and come back again to a point where you know they're probably unfortunate that they're now behind the two best teams in the world but you know they're, they're one point ahead of where they were the league now than the season they won the league like for me they're fundamentally a better side they play attacking football you look at you look at that front four of Vardy Barnes, Madison, and Perez. And you know, I'd take pretty much all of it. maybe not Perez, but I would take certainly Madison, Barnes, and Vardy into the Arsenal team right now. You look at you look at Nadidi in midfield, he's fantastic. Their wing backs, you know, Ricardo Pereira and Chilwell, they completely bullied us um throughout the game. You know, that you know, look at players they've sold and had and had to replace over the time. They've just been so efficient and effective with their business. Whereas we've just been, you know, a laughing stock and 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 you know, we've just been a shambles now for, for so long. But it you know, it felt like we we always somehow somehow managed to to salvage it somehow, you know, more so under the Wenger years, but falling off bad now. Um and I think, you know, as as Jason says, we we need to just be clinical. Let's not, you know, let's not keep eking it out. It's and I think the the fact that we keep eking it out is what's leading to all this. Nightmare situation that's going on in the press with Lacazette and or liking Instagram posts they shouldn't be liking and Jack are going you know it's just leading to you know we're just building a soap opera a needless soap opera um, we've got an international break now coming up and, and and you find actually teams that get rid of their managers at the start of an international break tend to do quite well because they have get a little bounce from it and it gives the gives the players enough time to kind of internalise that and and. and can come together as a group and move on ready and ready in time for the next game um so for me this is now a perfect opportunity just to make a clean break you know put the hands up it didn't work and, and go out of there and get the right man or give it to someone who who can kind of steady the ship um until we find that man
3: do you want me to read out the the, the stuff from Onstein and um uh, and from the club go on in mind guys if the season carries on like this okay we could be sixty points off top at the end of the season. Sixty. Yeah. Fucking hell. how do you come yeah. to that stat? Well, we're, we're, we're twelve games gone. Okay. We're 17 points behind. Yeah. You know, it's just extrapolating it. So um leaked via Onstein. Um mm-hmm. Arsenal boss is a hundred percent behind Unai Emory. Deny considering change or talking to candidates, mm-hmm. plan to review in summer cronks and execs offering full support won't react to noise feel results will improve um, Will improve atmosphere and think AFC on the right path then Sam Dean the next day, obviously there was fury over the noise comment so Sam Dean next day um, released a, a, a tweet saying AFC say that Raul Sanlehi and Vinay Venkast Venka Teshanthem. ah, ball, sorry. My apologies, Vinny. Um, Should have left that to me. Yeah. <laughs> met racist.
1: With staff
3: <laughs> met with staff at a pre planned meeting. This is what they said We are disappointed, as everyone else, with both the results and performances at this stage of the season. We share the frustration of our fans, Unai, play, the players, and all our staff, as they are not at the level we want or expect. Things need to improve to meet their objectives for the season. And we firmly believe Unai is the right man for the job, together with the backroom team we have in place. We are all working intensively behind the scenes to turn things around and are confident we will. We never take our fantastic support for granted. We hope we can all stick together and get behind the team in this challenging period, as together we are stronger. Um. Huh. I've never heard such a load of bollocks
2: in all my life. It, it sounds to me that that's like, a, it's like the, old, the old school kiss of death vote of confidence, doesn't it? That you, you, you hear it coming know. from a board or something just before they read it to the second manager. Oh, no, he's all right. No, we're believing in blah, blah, blah. And then three or four <laughs> weeks later on, you, you get a new manager that's put in charge.
1: I mean, it's, it's just it. PR guff, right? And, yeah. and, and, and what's also insulting, you know, this PR as well that they've... They've thrown this psychologist under the bus and said it was his fault about letting the the captains being chosen by the players because he advised Emery it would give a sense of leadership to the team and and he and they've also blamed this psychologist saying that it was his idea that I don't know apparently mem back back members of our backroom staff are now giving the the pre match huddle in the changing rooms and we're acting like the All Blacks rooms and we're acting like the All Blacks and it's like. Uh, it's crazy literally, it's literally one big soap opera right now. It's, it's literally crazy.
3: This is the thing. There's zero, there's zero discipline in the club. Okay. And this throwing people under the bus last season, it was Rambo, it was Sven, it was Darren Burgess in the summer. Was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mustafi was they're all there, okay. Let's be quite honest, okay. We saw um the, the, the puff piece. I can't remember the ladies, um uh, the female um um, Amy Lawrence? No, 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 no. It was the, oh, she's the blonde girl with Vinay and Raoul, okay? The bit the, they released in oh, two years. The, the video one. Yeah. Oh, I, I saw think, that. You know, people giving it, oh, this what an honest piece from them. It was the biggest load of PR bullshit I've ever seen in my life, okay? They said absolutely nothing. Someone the
0: they wrote the questions they wanted to be asked.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. That's all it was was, oh, we are communicating with the fans. Well, you're not, you've said nothing. Okay. Now, in all fairness to Josh Cronk in the summer, he sat in a room, you know, after the weekend you business and actually spoke to people, okay, honestly. Um, but 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 look at it, okay. There's zero accountability in the club, okay, there's zero discipline in the club. You see the nonsense going on at the moment. You see, you know, They're allowing people to be thrown under the bus on a consistent basis. And people, are, they're, they're Teflon Terry there. Nothing's touching us. You know, at this moment in time, if we don't get Champions League this season, Raul Sunday he can fuck off. He can get up the door because he's as culpable as anybody else. Because if you cannot see the mess we're in at the moment, it's the, it's there. Like like you said, Ileandri, Okay, You don't care about stats, you watch the game. It's obvious to see we are awful at the moment. There's zero confidence in the manager. There's zero confidence in his ideas. He's lost the dressing room. If you add into that, every metric of measuring this team, every stat, we are awful. So everything's adding up to say we are adding up to say we are in a
2: shit show. What are we going to do about it? And the only thing that's making it a little bit better for us is that Manchester United and Tottenham are worse than us. It's incredible. (laughs) It's true. Can you imagine if they were above us? You know, and it's not going to take too long because they can't be, they're not, I'm sure, I can't imagine. Their form is going to be the same for the next, you know, half a dozen games.
0: And when was the last time we were 12 games into the season? We had a goal difference of minus one. Although we've lost the same number of league games as Man City, their goal difference is plus 22. It's just absolutely unbelievable. And, you, and like Jase was saying, everybody is getting the finger pointed at by Emery, but apart from himself. He's not going to look in the mirror and go, yeah, this time last week, I read a stat that we had used seven different formations in eight games. It's almost like Emery has decided, has heard that and gone, I'll show you. The last two games, two different formations. Nine different formations in ten games now. And every single one, the shots on target are getting less and less. It's, we're going to get to the point soon. We're going to have a game where we're getting no shots on target. That's a, the way it's, it's the way it's
3: going to head. Here's a question for you, lads, okay? So, you're in the summer, £72 million winger. okay? You've got Mesut Ozil at number 10. you brought in Danny Sabayos. Who apparently is the next great midfielder. Okay, from Real Madrid, you got two of the finest strikers in Europe, and we can't string two passes together uh, up top. You know, now I'm fairly sure between the four of us, we have enough now to set up a team to try to get something out of these guys. I mean, I think,
1: as well, I said earlier, Jace, I don't necessarily think it's the, the 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 you know, obviously the players aren't performing and, and we shouldn't give them an off, an out. But there, there's a reason why, you know, you've got top-level managers like Jose Mourinho and, and others who are salivating at the opportunity of Arsenal. You, you look at the, you know, it's an American term, you look at that roster, you look at that squad and there's an unbelievable amount of talent. There's no way we should be sitting in six. And we we've only picked up two wins out of the last 10 games you know you you look at the squad we have and that's entirely unacceptable and that and the buck there sits with the manager because as you say we've got you know we genuinely have incredible players and like it's like i said earlier you can have the best players in the world the most talented most skillful most world class players and sure they'll play to an extent and and they'll win most games but when it comes down to you know the big games or they they need discipline they need focus they need tactics they need to be told What's expected of them? They need to know, you know, systems, how they have to play because there's only so much good players can do uh, until they come up against players who are just as good or if not better drilled than them. And and so many teams in the Premier League is such a competitive team league now that we can't turn up at grounds where players have no idea what's expected and and just kind of freestyle their way out of it because we just don't have that. And that, and we're just not drilled. We're not well. You know, we're not coherent. We're not well versed. And and all it, and it comes down to just I think pure confusion and chaos. The players don't know what's expected of them from Emery. I don't think he can communicate that to them. And that's not necessarily a, a jab at his his English. I think it's more he's just very he's just a chaotic communicator. He he just pulls points out of air out of the air which he thinks of and you know and then two weeks later he contradicts them. I think it was against the Wolves after the Wolves game he came out and said that. Tactically, it, we we played the game plan we wanted to, and then after Leicester, he he admitted that we didn't. Or, or it's just it's just a shambles. Um, it's, and it's, a it's good a, manager will get more out of us. Sorry, it, Jeff. Just more, know, a good manager yeah. will get a lot more out of us.
2: It's uh, it's all about getting the balance right. You look at the you look at the Leicester team on the, on paper. You look at the Leicester team and the Arsenal team, uh, and if it was if you'd think he you said, well, Arsenal have got some top top players there, and they should be winning this game. If you, if if I mean the squad of players that the Arsenal have got, you they, have got some lovely players there. There are a lot of great individual footballers. They've got great technique, great technical ability. But unless you can unless you can get the balance right, you're not going to have a team, and that's what you're seeing at the moment. Unfortunately, you look at Leicester; they haven't got. Not all of them. I mean, you've got Jamie Vardy up top. You know, he's just—he's a, he's a grafter. He's—he's gonna—he's gonna—he's gonna, he's gonna run you down, right? He knows he's not the best technically gifted footballer in the world, but he knows what he has got. He's got—he's got—he's got great pace, and he does not stop He'll harass you, and he, he'll be up your ass all night long. And if you make a wicket, he's gonna—he's gonna put one away or create something, and that's exactly what happened. Um, and and that, that Leicester team—they're set up correctly. They've got the right balance. You've got a lot of players in there that the, the big lad at the back, I've never seen him play before, Sonoko or whatever his name, I can't remember his name. Uh, he was he, he was like a giant, everything that came into that near post, he was just clearing it away. And they got a, a, a balanced team that was looked much better than Arsenal. And that's why you know what you get with Brendan Rodgers, who a lot of people laughed at when he was being touted for the job, uh, when with you know they was looking for a replacement for Finger. What he gives you. Is balance, and, and he, he'll put out a team, and he'll know every single player what their capabilities are and what their capabilities are not, right? And and it will just set them up so they can play to their own capabilities, and as a team they will all work together. Arsenal don't look like a team at the moment; they look nowhere near like a team at the moment, and that's where the problem lies. You can have all them quality players and do all the flash coffee house tricks and flicks here. I mean, Pepe, all right. It's very early. I I do think there's a player in him, but he needs to be in a team that's playing really, really well and scoring goals and, 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 you know, going forward a lot. Every time he gets the ball, unfortunately, He's got a player up behind him and he's not facing towards the goal where he can do the damage or he's getting it on the halfway line where he's not. His play has got to be uh, going towards the final third when he's he's, he's, he's one on one against a lad where he can take him on and do whatever. He's getting the ball and he's thinking, well, I've got no, but the player can only go back to Bellerin or wherever the right back is at the time. You know, we're not, there's not a lot of running off the ball. There's a lot of players that are hiding. And that's where the problem lies, is because of the, there's no there's no balance in the side, and until you get a balance, you need some you need some bread and butter players in there, like the old Ray Parler and you know players like that who, who, would, who would get you through. Got the, you'd get the game by the scruff of the neck. They're not the best players in the world, but you do need a sprinkling of those players that that would just get you through the game when when they, when it's not going well and get you up the pitch. But we we just haven't got that at the moment. We've got no real leaders or nothing. Thing is, Jeff,
3: you know, our, our problems really stem from that midfield area. Okay, you know, when you say they're not the best players in the world, that's our midfield at the moment. You know, he's he's relying on a young kid in Benduzzi who who's nowhere near got the skill set yet, or, or or the or the um uh, the mental uh, attributes to to sort of dominate the midfield, and he's chucking him in there week in week out. He's left Torreira on the bench all too often. You know, Torreira and and, and Xhaka formed a, a decent enough partnership at times last season, okay? Well, why hasn't he tried that again this season? You know, he has got no discipline whatsoever. He's all over the place. You know, he nearly kicked off the game by giving away the most stupid penalty I've ever seen on, on Saturday and not for the first time, you know? Everybody let, let him get away with it. You know, if that was Xhaka doing that, He'd be, you know, there'd be another witch hunt on for them. But no, he's got long hair, it's Gwendouzi. You know, this guy switched off and been responsible for for, for, more goals than Granit Xhaka has this season. But, you know, everybody ignores that because he's the darling. Your midfield's been unbalanced, it's been poor. Danny Ceballos turns up, he's only been good against, one half against Tottenham and one game against Burnley. Other than that, he's a total show pony.
2: When you got when you got the, those four players you mentioned there, Sabio, Torreira, Gwendozi, and um, who was the other one you mentioned? Chaka. Chaka. All right, Chaka's been there for a long while. To be honest with you, I don't think he's not. I don't think he's good enough to play for Arsenal. It was wild, but, you <laughs> know, everyone's got everyone's got different opinions, right? But for me, Chaka is not an Arsenal player. Shouldn't be playing for Arsenal. But you know that's what it is. But when you are relying on the youngsters like Gwendozi and Torreira and Sabio, who hasn't really. Now he's come on loan. Those three players are heading up Arsenal's midfield. <coughs> if you're going to do that, all right, listen, if you're the manager, that's fair enough. But then play them every week so they know what they're doing with each other. Right, you can't keep on chopping and changing because you look at all those top sides. You look at the top, you look at the top three, top four every single season, right? The spine of the team, they'll have the two centre, they'll have the goalkeeper, they'll have the two centre halves, they'll have the two holding midfield players, and they'll have a top centre forward at the top, and they will play every game they're fit. They won't play in the league cup games and the Europa League games or whatever, right? But you've got to have a spine of the team that is balanced And you can fit all your your coffeehouse tricks around them The the players you can bring in and bring out But we haven't got that It's chopping and changing We don't know our ass from our elbow some weeks It's it's ridiculous
3: I absolutely agree, Okay, I absolutely agree You know, as Fifey said earlier on You know, your best performances last season Okay? Game of Jacques and Rambo in the middle Okay? They complement each other Unai Emery has not tried to form any partnerships in that midfield. Like Gav used to say, you need that strong box, two good centre halves, two good central mids. Okay, who form that core? Uh, you know it's as important as the spine. Yeah. And
1: just, I mean, looking in that second half. So, it, like, you look in the second half, right? And we talk about the midfield being bullied. I think it was in the about the 50th minute. Um, Nadidi, he hits the bar. And that's all come from Torreira being completely bullied by Ricardo Pereira, who just leaves him for dead. Then, then you know, 15, 10, 15 minutes later, the first goal, you know, you've got Tilman's picks up the ball and he just leaves four midfielders for dead. You know, you've got four players stood right next to him. He just goes ghosts, ghosts through all of them, you know, and, th- and there's a lovely flick from Barnes back to Tielmans, who just plays a simple ball across... Cross our defense, all three defenders pulled out. Chambers, nowhere near, um, nowhere near Vardy slots it in. Three minutes later, Gray's being brought on, and he just runs through Genduzi, leaves him nowhere, Vardy should score. You know, and then and then a few minutes later, the the goal, the the, the second goal comes. And again, Nadidi, he's just completely bossed Genduzi. He, he's bossed Torreira. Um Bellerin isn't close enough to Madison, and it's 2-0. Yeah, and, and you know, in that second half, Leicester really could have got I know, a third or a fourth. As Jason says, they probably, you know, they were very unfortunate not to get a penalty in the first half because of sloppiness from Gendouzi, and you know, and, and, and that kind of sloppiness was all um, from a free kick, which was again sloppy play from Chambers and Leno trying to play it out from the back. Torreira losing it, Be- sorry, Barrera, Bayerin Be- 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 Begersi- losing it, and Torreira giving away a free kick. It's just headless football with midfielders that you know aren't disciplined um you know and and, and attacking players who aren't creative and it's just sad it really is sad
2: I think that Leicester result was very flattering for Arsenal I think it could have been it really could have been four honestly you're right right.
1: you know they've hit the cross they hit the crossbar they missed several very good chances yeah I know we missed a, a sitter with lacquers but they, they missed and I guess the worst thing is Jeff. as we say it wasn't even unexpected
3: so, so this is the thing that annoys me by okay is we, we, we've we all watched it and I, you know I've listened to a couple of other podcasts now since the weekend we, we did the radio show and you know the the, the the general feeling is the same with everyone we're lucky to get out of there with just a 2-0 loss we were awful we were terrible we're playing poor football Nothing's happening, and then you see these sort of press releases via Onstein, via Sam Dean, etc. They're not going to sack this guy this window. It's this um, this international window. They're not going to sack him. They are going to give him um, apparently another six games or whatever. But there's enough evidence already this season, and the end. Of, and to be honest, even during our winning run of twenty. Uh, unbeaten run of 22 games last season the football was fucking awful it was terrible Cardiff City home was embarrassing okay Fulham home was a joke I right. know this guy has shown time after time after time he cannot string a performance together he relied on certain players last season let one of them go to
2: nothing to, to, to Juventus and we, we they expect us to trust him, you know. We're, lu- I mean, we're, we're lucky we've got a yang. If we did have a Bami in, mate, we'd be like we'd be 14th um, and 15th. Unbelievable! They? And but, but
3: then they're describing us as noise, as noise, and and that was left in there on purpose. You know, Onstein oh, doesn't leave, leave the word noise in there in in them in, um, uh, in um, sort of quotation marks, okay. Because it's a mistake. That is not a mistake. That's what was relayed to him to get to be put out there. You know, and we're described as that. I've I got to be honest with you, boys. Emery hasn't got a fucking clue. Raúl, I, I think he's full of shit. I think he is an absolute shyster. He is an absolute shyster. You get away with a lot at Barcelona because of the name of the club. The president's the one who drives most things there. You know, and, and the agents will just decide who's coming in, etc. When you got that sort of power, I, I, I think Raul, for me, if we don't make top Champions League, Raul suddenly he's gotta go. He's gotta he's gotta get out of this club because he's an absolute...
2: I, I think this guy's an absolute joke. I think we, in, now, you go for it, Jeff. Yeah, no no, no, we obviously we we knew there was gonna be a uh, it was gonna be difficult for someone to follow on from Benga. But you know, and, we, and I, that, again, that was one of my things that we, I didn't want to. I didn't want to delve into being one of those clubs of being a a, a, a three year turnover of managers every try, every time. But it looks like that we're going that way now, um, and it's going to be difficult, isn't it? So, so even so, if you, if you if you drop him out now. Um, Let's be honest, okay. How many 20 year managers do you get in football? It's not many. No, of it's, course, I know that.
3: You yeah. know, there's Dario Gradi, there's Fergie, there's Werner. Okay. Yeah. But the, the one thing for me is you look at what's been put out on the pitch. And mm. if a monkey like me can see what's going on here, then surely professionals in the game are looking at that. You know, you, you, you talk, you know, you listen to sort of good pros. Oh, I don't know what he's trying to do. I don't know what he's trying to say. Nobody understands him. Alan Smith releases something in the press. Oh, the fanboys are having a go at Alan Smith, is not it? Alan Smith, profi- you know, Arsenal legend. Mm-hmm. Okay? You know, without Alan Smith, there goes your Anfield 89. Where's your 91 title? It's gone. Where's your Cup winner's Cup title? It's gone. All that's all nicely forgotten because apparently he's in the shit. But what he's saying you can see on the pitch.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, I think so, the uh,
1: the writings on the wall, I mean, Arsenal fans were notoriously the most divided fan base over the last however many years and probably one of the most toxic fan bases who can't agree on, uh, or, you know, can't agree on anything. And yet, I think unanimously the entire fan base want Emery out there. I, d- I can't think of you, you know there, there can't be more than one percent of fans and I genuinely mean that hand on heart there can't be more than one percent of fans who want Emery to remain and he and i you know I don't I always don't like making the the comparisons between Wenger and Emery and, and I'm not going to do it on a football level but even at, at you know Wenger's worst um you know even when he was at his lowest there was still a good 20 percent of fans who backed him till the end and, and you know obviously a lot of that was because of emotional support for him and and what he'd given us over the years. But, you know, it's, it's, you know, there are people who will disagree with each other till, you know, to the day they die on every single thing and every single topic. And yet now everyone is brother in arms pretty much about its time for Emery to go. And that for me is, you know, that's gobsmacking.
2: Who oh, would you punt for, um, Fifey?
0: Oh, before you answer that. I can delete one of the questions. Right, where we're we Where is it? Someone sent oh, yeah. it in that very question, Jeff.
2: Yeah,
0: where's it gone?
2: Obviously, it's off the top of your head. and I'm not. You know, just... I mean, I'd, I'd love to see Allegri.
1: I mean, uh, Allegri doesn't play a fantastic style of attacking football. But he will sort out, uh, sort us out defensively. Now, you know. I would rather we had good attacking football. It's it's kind of tough to see which manager that's available right now is going to come in and and, and bring us a, a you know a style of attacking football. So for me, logically, if we can't get that, we need someone who can at least come in and shore us up. And I think Allegri is the man to do that. Um, question, hold on. The question answer question is uh, from
0: Menaz Kazemi says: Can we explore the possible managers to replace Emery? There you go. That's one question I can now cross off.
2: We are- that's a good point. It's a good point. I mean, it, uh, I, I think there's going to be, I think there'll need to be a caretaker manager between there and the end of the season because any manager that I think that we'd want, um, is he like very really un, uh, unemployed at the moment? Yeah, he's, it, still, he's still not want. found a job. Okay. Um, t- you know, but any, any, t- any top manager that's... Uh, d- 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 I think that Arsenal would be interested in. They've got to be in a job at the moment, and uh, you know it's going to be very difficult, isn't it? You're going to have to try and nick someone off of somebody. I quite like Nuno. uh, You know the Wolves manager to what he's done there. You know, you know it might it might be it might be similar to the um, the situation when Wenger come in. Nuno seems like he's got that Portuguese league covered. Um,
0: uh, He's backed by huge amounts of Portuguese money. There's no way he's leaving Wolves
2: well you never know a team like Arsenal is a lot more prestigious and a lot more glamorous than uh, than not, uh, not on the pitch we're not <laughs> no no but you know the history that goes with it and everything True. else but if I hear but, one more person say Brendan
0: Rodgers you are not going to get a bloke who's walked into a job done miracles in eight months going to leave them and come to Arsenal that's never yeah. going to happen I oh, so you know. think he'd go to somewhere like Man City or Liverpool if they wanted him they have all the money in the world that's that's <clears> never
3: I, I, so, I, I, I think one has been overplayed. I got to be honest. I think if you if you go knocking and make a play for Rodgers, you can get him. Okay, would he leave? You know, maybe if he's. Him. Yeah, of course you can look. Maybe he's right. invested in the project. Okay, absolutely maybe he's invested in the project. It it depends who they want. Okay, Allegri for me. Yeah. Okay, as Fifey says, he, he, it's not swashbuckling football. I don't think we need swashbuckling football at the moment. I think we need cohesive, intelligent football and somebody who's going to develop players. Because Unai Emery and Casido have not seen one player develop well.
1: We at least not- need a brand or a style, right? That's yeah. what we need. We need some unique, coherent way of playing football where the tactics don't change every game. The players know what's expected of them. They gel and create partnerships and they create a way of playing and a winning style of football. And if that's, you know, defensive for now, then so be it. That defensive style of football won Serie A for Juventus under Allegri, what, seven or eight seasons in a row. Um, that's, that's you know, like it, it. we shouldn't turn our noses up at, at you know, at, anything is better than this.
3: Absolutely agree. And the thing is as well, these players need confidence. Okay. Yeah. They are they are devoid of confidence at the moment. Okay, you you look at you like they're like
2: little children on Saturday. You know, it's it's, like- it's, it's it's all right, it's all right playing that free phone football. You know, and of course it you know, you, you it looks lovely and everything else. And like you said, five feet. I mean I I am a I'm a man of a certain age, so I've seen many, many Arsenal teams, uh, Bertie Me under George Graham, uh and the George Graham teams. But, you know, we, we weren't the most we weren't the most swashbuckling team in the world at the time, but you know, if we scored a goal it was more or less game over, mate, because teams just could not yeah. score against us, and they would just give up, you know. And it, it, uh, we need to be organised. We did, and if you have got a start at the back, well, I mean, what's the what's the quote? You, uh, forwards will win your games, but defenders will win your league titles, yeah. and it's true. It's organisation. championships. Yeah, it's just you know, it's, you, you need to, you got to get organised. One thing that Arsene, God bless him, he, you know, he. he 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 wouldn't he wouldn't compromise. He would just forward, forward, forward. He weren't too concerned about it. he would always think that we'd outscore other teams and eventually it caught up with him and you know that's what that's why he's not at the club so, any longer. He didn't move on. So here's
1: the uh, sorry to interrupt there, Jason. I was just gonna say just to do justice to the question, here's the uh, the twelve most favourite um, managerial odds given by Ladbrooks, if if you allow me. Jose Mourinho four to one, Luis Enrique six to one, Freddy Lundberg, seven to one, Michel Arteta eight to one, Massa Massimilano Allegri ten to one, Brendan Rodgers twelve to one, Patrick Vieira twelve to one, Arsene Wenger sixteen to one, Nuno that's like his his aggregate against Bayern Munich, isn't it? Nuno Espirito Santo twenty to one, Eddie Howe twenty five to one. TT Omri 33 to 1, and at 100 to 1, it's uh, Tony Adams. So, yeah, some, some interesting Where am uh, I can't see you in the top 500, mate, but I'll keep scrolling and come back to you in a,
0: in yeah, a I'd, like, I'd like to make a point if I can squeeze this in sideways. We need to remember that um, we are not the Arsenal of old. We, If you're looking for a partner in life, the older you get, the less picky you have to be. Back in 2004, we were a 10. We could get any manager, any player on the planet. As the years have gone on, we're no longer a 10. We're a little bit flabby. We're going a little bit bald. I know some of the ladies, John tells me, like a bit of grey. We're no longer. We're maybe a 6 or a 7 at the very best. You take into consideration a wanky owner that doesn't give a fuck about the club other than money. He's got more money than sense. He's one of the richest people in the world. And then you've got the the uh, the fans, I mean, when you—I'm thinking of what I want to go manage Arsenal. With all the so many, not the majority, but there's so many gobs on sticks that are going to make your life a nightmare. Then you look at the squad. Some of the squad is okay. But some of the squad is an absolute nightmare that don't do their job. And then you go and look at Allegri. Allegri can walk into any job on this planet. He can The Bayern Munich job is available. Is anyone telling me that he's going to go and look at Bayern Munich and go, yeah, I'm going to win the German league for the next three years that I'm there. I'm going to have a good run at the Champions League while I'm there. I'm going to have more money than any team in the Bundesliga. Uh, he could go and get uh, um, uh, maybe Spurs that have got... a. a apparently the greatest team that has ever played in the Premier League. You've got all these other clubs and they're in the Champions League and although they don't spend much money, you take all these things into consideration. We ain't getting we ain't getting the, the, the best grapes on the bunch. We're going to get the withered ones. We're going to have to um, bake dudes. That's why the second ones in that list, Freddie Lundberg, Mikael Arteta, People like that—that's the kind of people we're going to end up going for. Jose isn't going to come here because you also have to remember: if a name is going to come and manage this club, that name is going to want to bring all of his own staff. He's going to want to bring one hundred and fifty million pound transfer budget. All the players you got there now, I want them all out. I want my own lot in here, and that is—and the manager, the owners are probably looking at that, going, no "We can't afford to do that. No, we'll just stick with what we've got for now." And. Just clueless. I think, you've,
1: I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Danny. I think that's one of the big reasons why why the club are now so adamant they want to stick with Emery. And I think, as you say rightly, it, it's the it's the financial implication of if we become a club who, you know, and I, I know Jeff mentioned earlier, you know, one thing that he I guess didn't want to see is us changing manager every manager. Yeah, I I think that the club actually wouldn't mind changing manager every three years, but what they don't want to do, in my opinion, is change it change the manager every year. Because that's when you get to the point that you become a man united, and that's when you have all these random pl- collections of players on the books who've been brought in by various different managers with various ideas and the players don't add up. And yet the huge fees, huge wages being amortised, year after year, they're making terrible or, or uncoordinated decisions. And I think that really must s- scare the shit out of the club. Um, and that's why I think we'll see them stick with Emery until the end of the season, unfortunately. Albeit, I really don't think they should.
3: But this is the thing, you know, there's a couple of points here, you know, where... Any top manager will will have his own team. That's just the way it is. Okay, because if you sack Emery tomorrow, he takes his team with him. They all go. That's just a fact of life in modern football, okay? Um Bill Belichick says, not even great players can overcome poor coaching. And you can quite clearly see at the moment our problem is on the coaching pitch. Okay? It's on the coaching paddock. That's where things are getting wrong. There was this video of Emery um the other day. I can't remember he's talking to. Um, it's obviously talking about press or something. His, his exaggerated motions were just ludicrous. If that's his idea of um, of, commu- of good communication, we're screwed. So, what's going to cost us more money—missing out on Champions League or changing your manager now? Well, missing up in Champions League is going to cost you more money, okay? That's, that's a fact, right? And, and, and the bottom line is, you got if you could get a Luis Enrique on Allegri, they'd love the chance and some of the talent in this squad. There's a lot of talent here. It's up to the good, the coach to get the most out of it. Jeff, I don't know what your thoughts are on that.
2: Well, it's just so difficult. I'm a man that likes continuity. I think Arsenal are a club that would, would are you prefer. Beaties, Jeff? Mm, yeah. So are you easily... Yeah. Let's have a look. What well, a mini cheddars? Funny enough, right up your street, Dano. I took a leaf out of your book. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> uh, are
0: out of my own heart.
2: <laughs> so, so I mean, that, that's the problem. Arsenal are a team that, in the past, they've we don't sack managers every five minutes. We just don't do that. But that was under a different hierarchy. But this this hierarchy now, I don't know what they're going to do. How they're going to shape up? But I would, you know, I would rather, I would, oh, I would love to say, you know, let him, let him see the season out and, uh, and see how we go. But I, I'm not sure that everything, anything is going to change. So we bring the next man in. We might bring an Arteta in who knows the club, understands he was there under Wenger. He understands that, the. the, the, the you know the history of the club and the way we used to play, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He's been under Pep, and uh, we have got some quality players in the squad. I mean, he might he might just be able to have a little go with them. But personally, I do think any any manager is going to need three three years at least three years to, to 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 really get them playing, get to know the players, get them playing. So, and I don't think we're in that we're in that um, that position now all across the leagues where teams do get, because everyone wants instant success, and there's only one team that can win the league. There's only one team that can win the Champions League. I mean, you look at Spurs, they've had their best team in 50-odd years, and they've still won fuck all. It's very difficult.
1: I, and I do agree with that, Jeff. but ultimately, and, and you do need to give managers time, right? You look at Liverpool, look at how, there used to be Arsenal fans that used to mock Klopp at the start of his reign at Liverpool when they, you know, I think they came fourth and they were a little bit rocky at times, and and even some Liverpool fans doubted him. And now I think he's probably the best manager in the world, and and I would have him in a heart. You know, I really, really regret the fact that Arsenal never took the chance when they had on him, and you know he was available and he quite clearly wanted to come to Arsenal. You know, that's something I think the club probably regret. Um, but, but ultimately, that aside. And I do agree we need to give managers time. One thing with Klopp and why Liverpool always stood by him was because he had a clear vision and and Liverpool had a clear identity and a way of playing football that they knew if they stuck with it, there was a good chance something would come good. And it has. Whereas with Arsenal, we don't have that. And, and, And what's worse is you look at the weekend Rodgers has only been at, at Leicester since when? Did when did he come in? Was February. it March, February? February. So he, he's had what eight or nine fewer months than Emery to try and stamp a style of football and, and a brand a brand brand of football into that team, and, and, lost their best and he, yeah, they lost their best centre back. They lost their best centre back, you know. You, know, you uh, and he's done it fantastically. You know, he, he's got them organised. He's got them attacking. He's got them playing with you know uh, an arrogance and a confidence that. You know the Arsenal used to exude, and so I get it. But there's managers out there who are who are galvanizing their teams far quicker than what Emery is. Um, you know, it's just it almost feels like if we if we stick too long with him now. And I get it. You know, years gone by, the old brass at Arsenal probably wouldn't have got rid of him now. But the stakes are a lot higher. You know, if you didn't get in the Champions League in '93, '94. Was there that big a difference in in revenue between, you know, fifth and and second? Probably not. Whereas now the difference between fourth and fifth is just huge. And I don't think, you know, three years out of the Champions League is just going to push us down that pecking order even further for for new players and, and for new managers. And it's a it's right. spiral.
2: It's all right for someone like Manchester United to, to to pop out every now and again of the Champions League, but you know what? They they can sustain it at the moment, can't they? That their revenue is yeah. so huge that they can they can sustain they're, it. Arsenal can't.
1: Behemoth, yeah. They are they are a, they're a behemoth. You know they they've got such huge revenues from Asia and through marketing and, and through you know organic revenue streams. Where, where we're almost falling into that trap now, where we're relying on TV money. Well, um, you know, obviously we have very good. Commercials, but we're falling, you know, further and further behind the big boys in that sense.
3: And how much of those commercials are going to suffer
1: with the
3: continuation of awful football, a leaderless club, a club with no discipline? You know, you look at the Obama Young thing, um, with his um, uh, social media. You know, I I don't
0: give a monkey's about, didn't he?
3: Yeah, look, I don't give a monkey's who he hangs around with. Okay, it's none of my business. I don't care. The, the liking silly tweets is out of order. And the club should take action on that and say, Hi, hey, you Lacazette in you. Stop fucking about. You know, that, that's out of order. But you know, the the the, the club is rudderless at the moment. Well, I don't know what Raul and Bennai are doing, but it's not good enough. It's not good enough. They've used scapegoats all too often. The manager's done the same. They need to start taking some responsibility and they need to start sorting this out now because there's no excuses for what's going on and the club is going to suffer long-term if it continues.
0: Right, we've been going an hour. Agree with that, Jace. I think that's a good way to finish that segment. Jeff, if you can go to your Twitter DMs, I've sent you a list uh, of all the questions um I've, mm. I've taken a few out of there like there's one from josh robinson was asking about Doozy. there's a uh, one from Davey boyd asking about Crest, <coughs> which we all know is chris exit but and um, there's one about me eating mashed potatoes so i've got rid of all of those ones because we need to move the show on a little bit but so um have you seen them jeff
2: i i have indeed daniel we'll start, so, so, over to so, you so forget josh robinson is that what you're telling me about or yeah I, yeah because that's just
0: about Doozy, isn't it i mean you can read it out if you want because it's a good question but Jason already covered it
2: okay not right. okay john gunner eighty seven considering Emery clearly wanted an attacking wide forward in the summer, what do you make of him regularly benching our record signing and also playing lack of, a lack of wide right against Leicester when surely that suited Pepe more to me, he seemed desperately lost, Jason
3: um i, I couldn't agree more I d i don't think Look, i I don't think you and I Emory would know a player if I fucked him, okay. <laughs> A genuinely I think, I, I, I don't, I, I, he's not up to it. John came up with a start on the live show a couple of weeks ago where um, Unai Emery's output from wingers over his whole career is something like 10 goals. Okay? He's asked them to do different jobs, but when they're out in the wing, there's only 10 goals. So we've invested £72 million of, the, of money of our budget into a player who he doesn't know how to get the best... <coughs> And what's more worrying is that Raul has allowed this to happen. Now, I was quite excited by the base signing. You know, I thought that's ballsy, it's ambitious. Yeah, okay, maybe I'm wrong. But let's look at the output we've had from him so far. And I know it's early in his career. You know, it could it could kick off for him in December. It could kick off for him in January. But genuinely, in the formations and the way he's being used at the moment. Do you honestly see Nicolas Pepe, you know, actually taking off? I don't. It, it, it's a shambles. Fifey.
1: I think Pepe's been fairly dreadful since he he, he joined, um, by you know, the odd half here or there. But again, I don't blame him for that whatsoever. Um, you know, there's so many various, um, various factors, such as, you know, obviously it takes players time to bet into the league. But you know, you know, especially a kind of flair Corinthian style in foreign players. But but ultimately, one of the reasons I think he hasn't played well is simply because he's not good, been given the framework to you know a, a framework for success. You know, as a winger, you need to be building up you know a coherent style of play with your wing back with the center field. game. you know, he's always, he's always going to be on to on, on a loser. Um, and, you know, you've got to blame memory for that. Not not Pepe, in my opinion. Not yet.
2: I, I do think Pepe, he, he's got a player in him. But I do think he, he's got a player in him if, he, if he's got players like um, Mesut Ozil around him. And that, that hasn't happened, has it? Okay, one second.
1: You're You're on
2: James I, I'd one of the mini cheddar stuck in my throat. Um,
0: <laughs> that. That's why I had to give them up, Jeff. Uh, they're worse than
2: vaping. <laughs> Are the club actively searching for a replacement for Unai Emera? Oh, oh, we've covered this, haven't we? Okay, forget that one. Okay, Double D Ravioli. Are we in danger of an- another rebuilding of the team? with the same situation with RVP and Fabregas, again, with Ozil and Sanchez. And now we have Ozil, Laka, or Yang, but it's not working out. Why can't we take full benefits of having a good team? Uh, Fifey
1: i mean i think we've covered it to death right the the reason uh, that the we have great players you know on paper we have one of the best squads in in europe um you know not necessarily the top but, but certainly you look at that front four of mesut pepe orber and lacquer and and most you know most teams in the world would 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 kill for that and yet they as you say they barely ever play together when they do the formation changes the system changes just the underlying framework isn't isn't there for them to succeed. Um, it's just it's just awful, when, and and the players have no idea what's expected of them. They have no idea of how you know how to play together. There's no cohesion in the play. There's no teamwork. There's no unity. So you, you can put the best players in the world in there, um, but without the right manager and, and the right systems, you know they're, they're always going to fail.
3: I, I think to answer that, mind you, as well, if you, if you look back at that sort of post 2005 time okay you know okay rvp well he was he was injured half most of his career with us okay majority of his career is injured he gives a season and a half that's it okay um eduardo broken leg ended his career with us okay that cost us a league title because that boy was on fire i heard, I heard a lot of people talking about five side teams Arsenal 5 side teams recently and nobody mentions Eduardo that's probably the best goal scorer the best finisher I've ever seen with the club you know, ban you then you can keep your Ian Wrights so you can keep your Thierry Henry Eduardo was something special DRB injury uh, broken leg um, Aaron Ramsey, broken leg Jack Wilshere's injury problems we got ravaged by poor by not being protected by referees over that time now we're getting a bit of protection with VAR, the, with the etc. We're just being coached very, very poorly. You know, and that's the big problem. I don't think we need to rebuild. just think we need to give a, get a coach in who's going to allow Gwendouzi, Pepe, um, will look all these guys to flourish. Get the right coach in. These players will flourish. There's a lot of talent there. As much as I've given Gwendouzi a hard time over the last week, I think he's a fabulous player with a fabulous skill set. I think he can succeed, but you need the right coach to allow that to happen.
0: And we need positional discipline from the likes of Guendouzi and Torre and all them lot. That's a big thing for me.
2: Marble Halls TV has asked, considering David Louise is as bad as our other defenders, what exactly are we doing in recruitment terms? I mean, he, he, looked, like, he looked like he was cheap at the time, David Louise, but he, he can't really defend for Toffee, can he? Jase? <laughs>
3: But Jeff, you know, with the, the midfields not sc- not not screening them at all. We've been allowing runners. How many shots on target have you allowed? 16 and a half per game? Over you know, 170 odd over the over the 12 games. The, the, the setup is not right. You can have a puppet holding, you can have a puppet chambers, you can have a puppet Socrates, you can have a puppet, all these guys, all you want. Your full backs are so high. They're not covering, and the midfielders are then not screening the two centre halves. It ain't rocket science. There's no point having a goal. As, my, I'm, I'm, as we all know, I'm no fan of Socrates. But you know, you, you can't crucify him for his form this season because the coach is not a setting us up to defend well. We don't you defend as a team, you defend from the tip to the toes. That's how you defend. We don't, we don't defend anywhere. So, you know, we, we can have a go, David Louise, all you want. David Louise can turn around and say, hey, guys, I got Champions League medals. Who the hell are you? I'm coming to a club that hasn't defended well for four or five years. So, so stop it. You know? We're, we're, we're looking for scapegoats when the root of the problem is the coach.
2: Fifey. David Louise you listening sir
1: yeah yeah so i was just watching a football guy i I mean he's yeah it's one of those you could almost get away with having him in chelsea you know i know he's a bit of a luxury player but you know at least they had a a system or a framework around him where they could accommodate the him but we just can't at arsenal it's just chuckle brother stuff you saw in the first half um against leicester he he, you know he, he runs with the ball out and he's got two defenders behind him and He just goes and sprays it and and gives the ball away. And Vardy, you know, he he could have done better with the first touch, but ultimately he's put him through on goal. And he's just so nonchalant. I think against Tottenham, he was at fault for one of the Tottenham goals where uh, he made two mistakes in the build-up to the goal. And he's just, you know, there was a great player in him back in the day, but he's he's not there anymore. Um, You know, there's no organisation amongst any of that defence. I don't think any of them have been playing well um for, for some time now um and, and what we desperately needed was someone who could come in and bring some unity and, and bring some you know clear clarity you know some experience and and guidance and and you know leadership to that defense and he's kind of the opposite of what we needed fine he was a good cheap buy in that sense but he's a, he's not what we needed um and he's only added to our issues to be honest do
3: you mind if yeah. i come back in in that Johnny Evans. I remember Johnny Evans' his name being tarted about. And yeah, I'd have taken Johnny Evans all day long. I said it on the radio show, I stand by it. I don't think it, you, Johnny Evans looked fantastic on Saturday. I think if you put Johnny Evans in our defense, I think he looks like a clown,
2: same as everybody else. Yeah, no, it's true. They the Johnny Evans did look he, 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 listen, he can defend. You know he can defend yeah. David Luiz when he was when he was purchased. I mean, you know, if, they reckon that if, if if something looks too good to be true, it generally is. And uh, for that price it did look a little bit too good to be true. I I, I consider um David Luiz I'll tell you what it is, he's he's not a good defender and he's not a good midfield player. He's like something in between. And um uh, he's nowhere near good enough for Arsenal anyway.
1: He's a champagne Mustafi, isn't he? Yeah. He's got all of the mistakes with a little bit better technique and that's I, that's about it, really.
2: I bet he's a brilliant 5 aside side player, but, you know, we, we play 11-a-side in our game. Manev, uh, he is asking, do you think it will finally be a player mutiny that pushes the board's hand to sack Emery? He has upset quite a few senior players, so... Is that on the cards? Is that? I mean, you think, Jace that the the, the, the plan mutiny would be? Will it kick off? And um, I, th- I, the think last straw?
3: My, I think it's something bubbling underneath at the moment. I think if you, if you're looking at Alexander Lacazette, for argument's sake, you know he's going to hit the bench soon because he's gonna he's going to try to um uh, you know. He's not fitting the way things are working at the moment. You can't drop a Barmian, okay? This sort of thing will will play will, will 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 fester. It'll start to boil under the surface, you know, and it'll explode. And you know, if you got a Barmian, you know, if if like Zet's upset, a Barmian will be upset. He's showing a bit already with his um uh, with his social media sort of um business yesterday. That you know. Hold up there's um, a bit of the hot head in me still, okay, and to be fair, aubameyang has been fantastic since he's come to the club, you know he's made a mistake with our post yesterday, but you know we're all allowed a load of mistake now and again i I think it will I think you know you you, you can't have you know he, he didn't rate ramsey he, he, now he doesn't rate jack uh, you know it, it's too many senior players. You know, it's too many senior players you're upsetting, and who's going to be next? It's going to be Lacazette. You know, the Ozil business has been an absolute clown show, and it's going to be Lacazette or Aubameyang next, and then look out. Fifey.
1: I mean, it's a bit of a difficult one for me to know who who, who are you now, you know, there could, could vary. It strikes me that you've got some players like Beyrin who are coming out and the Press
0: five, he's on Wi Fi.
2: Yeah, I think he's sh- sh- struggling there a little bit. Isn't he?
1: Can you hear me?
0: Can't hear you. Five, your Wi Fi's let you down. Go on, try again. Hello, yeah, go on.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to know whether there is.
0: No, he's uh-huh. C5, this is why I say no Wi-Fi. Needs- it's mugged it's <coughs> you off after 77 minutes. Have you moved?
1: For yeah, i moved into the bedroom.
0: Ah, well, there you go. That's what's wrong.
1: Apologies. Oh. I apologise. I'm in a small basement you're at the God. minute, so I have to, have to move out. My, you're, um, you're up my for Fife's five so
2: Forums. Cool. So who's doing the Fife's Forum in a minute?
0: You'll be all well, all right. hope, hopefully
2: he is. <laughs> all right, we'll have one more. Mank Goonie Goonian, yeah. seeing as we have no leaders and the captaincy is basically a popularity contest, do you think Berlin would have been a better captain? As fans and players respect him and being Spaniard, he could have been a good fall for Unai on the language barrier stuff. Uh, Jace, you Don't mute? Tell me he's
0: muted.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, apologies, boys. Um, I think that's a fair shout, actually. I think. The one thing we have seen from Hector since coming into the um to the team um when Debushi got injured is his continuous growth as a player and a human being. I think he's measured, I think he's sensible, I think he leads by example, and I, I I think he's got all those those kind of leadership. He ticks all the leadership quality boxes. So um yeah, I I'd agree with that statement. I think that's I think it's a good shout.
2: Not for me. Um, he he's got to get his place back first, and I don't think he's nowhere near uh, playing how he should be. He he's should be taking, he's not
0: taking a while to get match fit, isn't he? Yeah,
2: you know what, mate. I, I, it's, I'm 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 still not sure he's good enough for Arsenal as as a right back. He might be he, at the moment. He might be all what we've got. But you know what, Chambers ain't done a bad job out there. I think he's one of the most improved footballers that we've had at club for the last few years. Mm. pound for pound but um, Fifey what's your Wi-Fi like now Fifey Wi-Fi.
1: I mean it's crackling away
2: Uh. the (laughs) hamster's going (laughs) can you play right back
1: I'm a centre midfield man myself
2: right the one last one cactus cactus cash what has happened to the press i.e. the press the, the high press what has happened to the press why don't we deploy it do we just not have the personnel to implement it Fife, I'll go with you.
1: Good pressing football for, for many a decade now. Anyway, um, you know, we've had players over the years like Thomas Rosicki and, and that... Alex, uh, like Oxlade-Chamberlain, the press, but we've, we've never... I think we saw maybe a few games last season when we pressed and we certainly pressed in the middle game of the season against Burnley, but I just don't... I've not seen us... Pre- you know, when you look at... And the intensity they pressed with at Dortmund and what they do with Liverpool now. You look at some of the pressing used to instill in his earlier Chelsea teams. You know, I think we've said it quite a few times. Certainly I've been on, you know, attack is the first form of defense, and 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 the the fact that we, you know, it's just sloppy how in a or Lacazette or Mesett let opposition players, you know, just easily coast through them and you know, within and especially with how fast attacks can build in modern football you know i think what was it from liverpool scored from 7 or 8 seconds after potentially giving away a penalty to the others so much faster than they used to that we actually now need to uh, we we now need to be much more intent in our in our closing down to try and prevent it and it's just we've we're just awful at it we're, we're genuinely awful um and it's something that you know i can't see improving anytime soon especially now that rambo's gone
3: i think i think the big thing with that as well is in order to have an effective press, you have to have a stable set lineup. You know, because it's something you practice on a regular basis. It's like the old thing with Georgie Graham and tying the back four together to work in unison. You know, a press needs time to develop. It's 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 an integral, um, organic team skill. You know, it's something that you have to learn. You know, what, somebody's going to lead it one time. Somebody else is going to lead it another. You know. <laughs> with the chopping and changing it's exactly the same as everything else I do now he hasn't got the courage of his convictions to carry on through with the lineup or to carry on through with the tactic he's too clever for his own good therefore the press is never going to develop into an effective tool for us because there's no stability in his vision let alone
2: his actions it's at the end of the uh questions daniel and
0: i think it is yes five feet are you able to go into another room or is there other people in the other room no there's a... <laughs> I think that says it all jace do you want to do small forum for him where are they they're in our twitter dms in that group that i set up oh. um yeah thank you everybody for your questions very much good... is it oh, no twitter dm i'm oh,
3: sorry
0: where the link for the show was uh yes yeah, so thank you very much for your questions everybody it's, uh, we took a few out that we'd already covered, so if we didn't hear yours asked, that's because we covered it during the show. I tried to slip in with one about the manager during the show, but I failed spectacularly, so I wasn't going to interrupt their flow anymore. Go on Jace.
3: I've got to be honest, I feel dirty doing this. This mm-hmm. is a fifey. This Especially is when the fifey's, fifey's here. A you know, fifey's here, so i do it for Um For fife's forum Sorry. question this week is, are you Emery out, Cronk out, or everyone out? <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that; it me laugh. <laughs> Martel Roberts says Cronk out Can't have a silent owner at 100% stake And giving the fans so little back What he has done To fans alone should be Reason enough Fair enough. Marble Halls TV I'm more Emery out than KSE out KSE needs time to, to prove If the new structure they've endorsed Can prosper That's a good point Our car Well I'm 100% carpenter out I'm 78% Fifey out. You do that every morning on his trip to work, Carl. Huh? Well played. Also, 100% Emery out. Oh, also, fuck Ellis. I think that's fair enough. He's done quite well there. Mark J. Fine says, fuck Emery. If anything, I'm consistent. <laughs> I like that. Um, Cactus Cash Rich says, Emery out. The first appointment after such a legendary manager was always going to be difficult. Um, Shane Lynch says at this stage it's definitely Emery out before it gets to Cronk out we'll have to see who arrives next season, we have no choice either way and our Jase, I, I, he's a great bloke he's Welsh, he's magnificent no, really nonsense. he's superb Emery out, the manager obviously to blame for our current issues no question so um, Jeff, your thoughts?
2: Oh, it's just difficult is it mate oh, you know me I like, I, I sort of spoke about the continuity I, I don't think there's anybody that's going to come in and, and oh, it's, uh, you're going to have to give them, what, what do you do you get a man in what do you do give him a six month contract you can't do that there's no manager going to want to come in and give you know so I think you're going to need to wait until the end of the season and see how we go it's five feet.
1: burn it all down and start again that's my oh, thought now
0: you can hear us
1: Fuck's sake! He
0: you just didn't want to do him. your own
1: bloody corner, did you? Go fuck yourself! No, it's a, <laughs> it's a vanity project. I can't do fives for him. Um, oh, one, like, one doesn't like. to blow one's own trumpet. <laughs>
3: hey, hey, <laughs> I used your wedding speech. You blew your own trumpet, all right? Oh, I did. You were you were magnificent.
1: Thank you, mate. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, no, I genuinely, I'd, I'd burn it down and sell it. Well, no, I wouldn't. I'd keep the board. You know, you would keep Raúl and keep Vinay. You, know, you can't. I think that they they delivered on their half of of the bargain in the summer. Um, you know, and, and I think they have brought in so a couple of okay, Louise perhaps not so much, but within within the budget that was given to them. And let's be clear, they're working to some pr- you know pretty pretty tight financial constraints compared to some of our competitors, and they made some very creative deals. I think we've seen Raúl come in, and, and and I get what Jace has been saying throughout the pod, and and, and I can see why there's skepticism of him, but he's he's really changed the way in which Arsenal work. You know, we've seen relationships, rightly or wrongly, being built now with super agents where they weren't for years, and there's a lot that needs. You know, I don't want to dig out Wenger or Gazidis, but clearly, when when what's been inherited, I think there's no no. There's no um ill feeling in, in saying that what was inherited by the new guard at Arsenal was a fairly lopsided squad full of issues, you know, players like McTary and earning large wages because of panic, um panic contracts and Mesut Ozil getting panic contracts. And we've, you know, had had a, had a large number of shit players on the books and and players now top top players who are being bought are going for way beyond our budget. So, you know, to go and get some creative deals done for the likes of Pepe working with Jorge Mendes and, and getting some some of the players off our books. Okay, fine. None of us wanted to see Ramsey leave, I imagine. But uh, there's certainly other players who we were glad to see the back of. I think there's a huge rebuilding project. Um, and, and I'd certainly say we should give them some more time or, or cut them some slack. Because I do think that actually this summer they, they proved proved their worth. And I think we've... Um, you know, what Chris says, um, Salabar's playing very well out in France, so perhaps they've identified a good player there. But for me, you know, the the real elephant in the room or, or the stumbling block is Emery, and, and he's the first issue that's got to go. Um, and I think there's so many more managers out there who could come in, and with this group of talent, um, they could get far more, you know, juice out the grape.
3: I think the big thing as well, you know, when you look at everybody's calling um, Emery, um, Unai's man, well, Raúl and Sven convinced Ivan to um, uh, sorry, Saez Emery. Okay, so they're they're just as invested in Unai as anybody else, or Raúl is rather. But there's no shame in Unai failing at the Arsenal. Okay, you know it it happens. Not not every man just fits a certain club, so there's, there's no shame in in, in failing. The only shame is gonna be if we let it drag on too long and don't make the change at the right time. And that, that's that's my that's my one worry, you know.
0: Right there you go, people. Uh, has everybody answered that question? I think you all have. Let's see. We've got fifty-three seconds. See if we can get this done in an hour and a half. All right, You lot have a think about who you want to give your gentleman's nod to. Uh, the podcast's gentleman's nods go to the people who have donated during the live shows. It's all going for Movember. Michael Harneman, Jim House, and Michael Harneman, J-Rob, Petito 100, David Marr. Actually, talking of David Marr, because he donated there, I'm going to read out a tweet that he sent to the podcast. Are we worse without Xhaka? And Jason is a legend. That's the kind of nonsense you make me read. Is he even smiling? I'm not looking. There we go. I knew he'd be fucking smiling. Scumbag. Uh David Maher, uh, um, Slevin A, Adrian, Arian Hedari, Blair Slater, Jim House, and Ryan Cost, the McManus, and Petito 100 who ended that with uh we miss a player like Mikatarian. My gentleman's nods are gonna go to two um, ladies, one is a guna, and one doesn't know what football is. The guna is our mate Sardia at the Gunaret. Um, her cat has gone missing. He's only he's only eight months mm-hmm. old. he went Missing on Saturday night during the fireworks. So if anybody sees a uh, what's it is it a calico colour, all the all the multicolours all over in one. He's only a little, little young lad. Come back, come back to Sardia. She misses you. And also my friend in Australia. Nerf Stein N E R F E N S T E I N. If you're a fan of board games, she is the person to go and see. She has made us Jace a load of wonderful backgrounds for our stream labs that we're using now. If we ever decide to pay the twenty pound a month those those kind people want for having the the option where you can have your own background, she has done about ten of them for us. Didn't even ask her. She's been playing around with it for herself because she's got her own YouTube channel, uh, Skurly Gamer, and. Uh, they're brilliant, Jace. I'll show them to you one day if we ever pay for it. People will go, they look amazing. All down to her. So thank you very much for that. Jace, do you have someone you would like to give a gentleman's nod to?
3: Yeah, first of all, to your friend. Thank you. That's superb. Um, yeah, very from, nice. yeah, from all of us at ABW, our thoughts are with Dave but Dave's not been very well recently, but he's on the mend, which is good news. So Davey boy, the Goonaholic, take care of yourself. I'll try to get up and see you soon. Um, Love
0: you, bro. Oh, that's very nice. That uh, says for every single person, whoever has or whoever is, whoever will be a part of ABW. Go on, Dave. Uh, right, Mr. Jeff, uh, I know you don't really have many followers. So it's probably going to be a bit of a struggle for you to find someone to say <laughs> hello to. Do you want to make yeah. one up? Or?
2: <laughs> I just, I think I just think we've just got to... My gentleman can only go to the Goonaholic. Uh, oh. Jason's already done it as well, but he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a great chap and uh, he's a great Great Arsenal fan and a great follower on Twitter. I wish you all the best, David.
0: How about all your mates you were moonlighting with a couple of weeks ago? How about them? You want to say they a- <laughs> want to say a bit where they can hear you?
2: <laughs> no, you carry on, mate.
0: <laughs> oh, I do like that pod. Uh, Mr. Fife, um, I bet you can hear us now. You get a chance to say hello to someone.
1: Eh? Can't you? Aren't you? Won't you? Will you? I will. Uh, well, firstly, yeah, echo everyone's thoughts on on Dave. He, he's an absolute legend, a, a wonderful man, and a fantastic writer. And, and we hope, or I certainly hope, he has a speedy recovery soon. Um, my my shout out is to a guy called Chris, uh, who who regularly um, I interact with. He, he quite often takes my season ticket when I can't go. Um, he, he, his at is at Chris underscore ftbl. He actually messaged me earlier. Um, saying that unfortunately, him and his mate were scammed by someone called at Tops underscore Charlie. That's T O double underscore Charlie. Um, and, and both lost £50 each um, for no tickets from Norwich. Um, so he's asking if anyone knows of any genuine tickets for Norwich for sale, um, please let him know. So if, if you do have tickets for sale and, and you're not a scammer, um, please contact at Chris underscore F T B L. Uh, all lowercase and, and i'm sure he'll appreciate that very
0: good yeah people watch out for scammers because there are lots of them because people are so desperate to get hold of tickets at times so you yeah, be really careful usually if it's any of us that retweet stuff like um our jeff quite often has a uh, good bargains on stuff don't you jeff with a free free t- tour included
2: i do indeed yes all the home um, games.
1: good i i've just checked and um apparently we follow the at tops charlie off the official Burkamp wonderland account so obviously we'll remove that right now
0: (laughs) we certainly will all i do on there people i just go on twitter and i follow gooners that's all i do on there and other podcasts so i don't actually look at who you are if you've got arsenal in your name picture or bio we'll follow you um right then gentlemen that's really good that's an hour and 34 minutes all we've got to do now is remind people that we are doing movember it is shredder Uh, josh ellis and me we have raised 541 pounds so far but after josh's work have done their magic be 795 pounds they're all looking like a bunch of uh, 20s uh, degenerates on there they often tweet the pictures of it they're usually all in black and white and they've all got moustaches my one isn't able to do anything with it yet because uh it's, it's hard having a face like a scrotum so it's even harder to try and make some kind of sense out of a dodgy moustache hopefully i'm gonna be able to put it off and no one will notice so uh upcoming shows there are none uh there's been calls for a, a late night one but i was thinking if we do do the next um, abw after dark we might just do it so because we're running out of things to talk about we might just say send in your questions everything other than football and then we will just spend an hour or so answering all your questions and having a laugh doing it live because we don't do the podcast live that often anymore um right then all it is over to me now is to close the show as i've got written here so thank you very much for joining us
2: jeff very very welcome thank you very much for having me
0: and thank you very much for the cheddars they were lovely thanks for taunting me <laughs> thank you very much Mr Fife, and not so much your dodgy internet good evening <laughs> and finally Mr Davies thank you very it's much my... for your time
3: I, I just enjoyed tonight thoroughly it's been too long since I've podded these two idiots
0: it's not very often you get to speak your mind is it <laughs> the world me- needs more Davies that's what let's, they do let's
3: be honest Kate, guys, right if I was in charge of this planet it would be a better place
0: Fucking wouldn't. It would. No. I'm lovely. No, You're gonna get...
3: apply with a Cardiff job, Joyce. Fuck I hate Cardiff City, mate. I just burned the place down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on that <laughs> on those
0: those lovely, calming, healing words, we will end this week's podcast. Thank you very much, dear viewer, for watching. 10 pm. Go and listen to Ian Lee on Talk Radio and tell him I said hello. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Good evening, as Listen. Mr. Fox said. That's it.
3: We're going to close. Jace, turn this shit off. Listen, like, get get me in the vaulting for the Arsenal job. I'll buy the players you want. Honest, I promise you success. Oh, I will finish Champions League. We'll win the league. Jace at the helm.
1: You'll make Arsenal great again and build a wall at the back. <laughs> All
0: We Martin goal and uh, who's that? Peter Nicholas on the wing.
3: No, 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 no. Dan James in straight away, okay. Rambo back in the middle, okay. Um, Wayne Hennessy at the back, Kolasinac walking down the side of the pitch with a bat. We'd be all right. We'd be um, all right, boys, I tell you. Uh, my, my defensive setups are superb.
0: I bet they are. Right. Chase, turn the shit
3: off. Uh, you're the one recording me, not me. Shh,
0: don't give away the magic. Sorry.
3: As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid.
0: Splendid business.